Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024, January 11th. Is it the 11th? It's the 11th, and I'm Mark Carey, the mayor of the city of Quincy's media director, and I am in the mayor's office. Good afternoon, mayor. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing fine. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm really good. You know, it's funny. Somebody was just saying yesterday that, you know, oh, you must be thrilled. You can relax a little bit. I don't think we've... Have you relaxed at all since the since the election and everything else and Christmas? and <laughs> I mean, you went right that's on to the next thing. So it, no, that's, that's the way it is. That's, that's the way that's, it is. That's the way it is. Yeah. Well, I love good. what I do. So it's not like, you know, I'm running for anything, from anything, <laughs> or for anything right now. Well, you're now. definitely not running for anything. So, so. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you're running from. Hopefully not so, anything. Just you. All right, then. Good. Uh, so let's kick that off. I needed one insult before we start the show. You to, asked for it. I did, of course. I always open the door for that. I'm the most self-deprecating person in the office, I think. Now, there's some other descriptions I have, but let's get on <laughs> with the show. <laughs> well, let's leave that right there. We had a great event the other day, which was the inauguration. Finally, the election's over. Finally, we're here. We passed the holidays. Incredible holiday season here in Quincy. Everybody was happy, but we had... Quite an event the other day, which was the inauguration at the Old Town Hall and an inauguration gala that evening. So let's first start by talking a little bit about the inaugural address. How First of all, I, I love the fact that you offered your inaugural address for in honor of uh, Congressman Bill Delahunt. Indeed. A dear friend for many, many years. And as I outlined in, in my talk, speaking about Bill, he started as a Ward 5 counselor, became a state representative, uh, became the district attorney. And after many successful years in that, he became the congressman. First run from Quincy since John Quincy Adams. I know. And really, he was always, um, never just sat around and accepted the status quo. He was always pushing and the whole domestic violence issue, for example, uh, a long time ago. He was in the forefront of dealing with that, women that were struggling with domestic violence. And where do they turn? What do they do? There was no real protections in those days. So... Bill's work with the courts and the creation of Dove and so many other ways, he was really a trendsetter nationally on issues, and that's one good example. And, of course, serving in Congress, he was voted several times as the most bipartisan guy in there. He could work with both sides of the aisle. And, boy, we've uh, we've lost that today down in D.C., as we've seen. So Bill's having some health struggles, and uh, just want him to know we're thinking of him and, and uh, praying for him and wishing the best. Yeah, he's a good man. We had some other great guests there, of course, in the, in the morning. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll came with some messages from the governor, and she had an incredible speech of her own. And that night, we had Congressman Stephen Lynch to so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, Kim Driscoll, uh, who I've known for years, she was, when I first took over as mayor uh, here in Quincy, she was mayor of Salem. And she served for 17 years as mayor of Salem. So if I get through the next year and a half, I'll surpass her. But she's uh, obviously I support her for lieutenant governor. Her and Governor Haley, I think, are great partners. Uh, I think they've followed, to some degree, the model of Baker Polito in that they're kind of really serving as a team, not just uh, individuals, but serving as a team. So uh, Kim gets it. She understands the challenges of local government being in it for so long. Certainly hopeful over time that she's going to really be the leader on water transportation for Boston Harbor. She successfully planned out and executed on a ferry service out of Salem and it's worked extraordinarily well. She's uh, very talented. So we appreciate her making the time and honor our event with her presence. Uh, so grateful for that. And, of course, Congressman Lynch couldn't be with us in the morning, but he joined us at night. He's a regular here in Quincy. Uh, we see him a lot, and we're grateful for that. He has great interest in the people he serves. 
uh, whether it's veterans or seniors or whatever category you want to pick. He's done a remarkable job fighting for his district in D.C. And he's one of those, and along the lines of Bill Dallon, he can get along with anybody. He's got that way about him. And, uh, but he's also a Southie guy, so you don't want to cross him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both gave great speeches, both at the gala at night, and, of course, uh, Lieutenant Governor Ken Driscoll's in the morning. And just before we get into the meat of everything, because I thought it was good, you talked about the vital role of public service, and we had some folks that have left, you know, of course, Chuck Phelan, and Mahoney, and uh, Council Andronico, and the new ones that came in, Richard Ash, Dan Minton, and Scott Campbell, of course, the school committee members, Courtney Pertios and Frank Santoro was off, but just talk a little bit about that. And First of all, congratulations to to everybody. It's, it's a commitment to serve. It truly is. I know that a lot of people take a lot of shots at politicians and hacks and all that sort of phrases and things, but in reality, you know, a whole family is involved when somebody serves because it's... Uh, it's not something that uh, you take lightly. It's something you carry with you. you uh, you're dealing with people all the time, wherever you go. If you're with your family for dinner, you usually run into people. You stop and say hello. They come over to the table, whatever the case may be. So you can't just shut it off, and uh, that's what makes it challenging sometimes with the family. So I, I certainly wish Chuck Phelan well. He served 40 years in various capacities for both the city of Quincy and the county, particularly in the IT area, and then he did a couple of stints as city councilor. I remember playing against Chuck Phelan in softball, Sunday morning league, a long, long time ago. So I've known Chuck for a long time. Great people. His dad was a Quincy patrolman and a carpenter. Good, solid people. So certainly wish Chuck well and Michelle. And they've certainly, Michelle in her, in her own right, has contributed to this community as well. And they're just solid Quincy people. Um, and certainly wish Anthony Andronico well. And I'm sure we'll hear from Anthony again. He's a young man. Served with him on the school committee. And then he was appointed to the vacancy in the city council. And bright young man, and uh, I think uh, he's, he'll continue to have a future. Wish him well, of course. And uh, in Mahoney, I served with on the school committee with for a long time. And then when I first came into government, and then uh, she served in the city council for a number of years. And certainly she had a lot of passion for some of her thoughts and ideas. And, and uh, I wish her and Kevin, her entire family, well uh, going forward as well. So, you know, on the other side of the street, uh, Frank Santoro, he's served the city in many capacities, continues to serve with the Ad Association and Quincy College Board of Governors. Uh, he's going to be involved in our performing arts center activities. Uh, he owned a theater at one time. He's he's quite a theater guy, uh, and he oversaw the construction of the theater at um, Quincy High School. He was very involved in that. He was principal at the time. So you know, we wish Frank well. We'll we'll miss his wisdom at the school committee, and certainly we welcome Courtney Perdios. Uh, she brings with her a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of knowledge on the issue. She's been around the school issues both as a mother involved in the PTO and. She served a short stint on the school committee as an appointed capacity. Uh, congratulate Paul Brigoli for returning. He was, uh, for many years, served as a teacher, guidance counselor in our system, Vermont School, I think, for most of his career. And then Kathy Hubley, who has uh, served now for a number of years, becoming um, one of the veterans as well now. And time goes by so quickly. So certainly wish Kathy well and thank her, Paul, and Courtney for their commitment to our kids in the school system. Well, that's great. I, you know, I, and by the way, not to get on a rabbit hole, but if you haven't checked out the Quincy Art Association storefront, it's yeah, right the on the gallery at the Monroe Building. It Man, it's incredible. Good. Yeah, really? a, lot of, a lot of talented people around us. Yeah, they yeah. did. Frank's there a lot, and he's done. They've done a great job over there. So, and and, and you know, I I should say that first of all, congratulations to Ian Kane, what three council for number of years. His colleagues have chosen him to to lead the city council in the next two years as a council president. So look forward to working with him as. Public may may not know we meet the Wednesday mornings before the 
uh, council meetings, we set the agenda and, and uh, you know, talk about how to move things or not move things. Uh, so I look forward to working with Ian. And thank Noel DeBonna. He did it the last two years and, and uh, grew into that role, did a fine job. Uh, of course, I, I don't go to the council meetings except twice a year, certainly at budget time. And then, of course, when I do my state of the city. But grateful for the, for the work and the, the job they do and the cooperation they, they give to my team and department heads and folks that appear before them responding to their questions and challenges and needs as well. And certainly welcome the three newbies there, you know. Scott uh, Campbell, Scott Cash. Campbell, known for a long time. Scott's been very active in the city for a long time and done a lot for our schools and programs in the schools. And so he's uh, he brings with him an interesting background, which I think will serve him well and the city well. Richard Asham Ward, too. I, I knew his grandmother, Chicky, very well. She was involved in the Ward 2 Civic Association for a long time and used to ask my wife, to bake two coffee cakes for the <laughs> bake sales because she liked to buy one. It's like to also sell them. My wife uh, is a pretty good cook on some of those things. So uh, Richard comes from good stock. We we welcome him. And Danny Minton, of course, served the city as a police officer and uh, lieutenant of the Quincy Police Department as he retired us and uh, has a great heart for the city of Quincy and uh, wants to do the right thing. And He's a great guy, and he's got uh, wonderful kids, and his son Andrew followed in his footsteps. He's a police officer today. So I think it's a good crew, and uh, I hope we'll get a lot done together, and it's going to be an exciting couple of years. I agree. So let's get into the next few years, because that's where the meat of the uh, speech that you gave the other day, which which you talked about, as we are on the eve of this very important 2025 mm-hmm. celebration of or in commemoration of uh, Quincy as a settlement, 400 years old. Along, of course, with Revolution 250, which you remember back in the Bicentennial 50 years ago, almost, right? 50 years ago, 1976, at the Bicentennial. That's the spirit. Yeah. So, uh, but more importantly, 2025 is our celebration of uh, 400th year as a settlement. And, of course, we celebrate the nation's 250th the next year in 2026. Correct. Let's talk a little Correct. bit about that, starting with maybe, you can take this where you want, but... Gee, you thank know, you, Mark. Well, <laughs> Let me know I'm, when I can get I'm a word in. Just, I'm here to prompt you, but at the same time... To aggravate me. There's some new... Exci- <laughs> You're doing well. It never stops. Uh, there's some new exciting programs. Uh, you know, this. I really just want to touch on the Heritage Tree Program first before we get into some of the stuff that we're going to talk Why about. Why that one first? I don't know. I just, I thought that was a, I think that's a really interesting new concept. I didn't get it as much until the last few weeks when it's, you've been talking about it, but I think it's an interesting program. I'm glad you find it interesting. Well, I approve. Now we can move I, forward on You know what, Mayor? I approve. Jeez, what a guy. <laughs> and know you're a tree man. Interesting. I, I'm Learned, not really. You know I'm new not. each and every day. I have no green thumb. I've got Did nothing. you climb any trees as a kid? Yes, of course. I bet you fell out of a couple of them too. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot. But um, sure, but. we'll start with that, Mark, if that's what you like. <laughs> um, and as you know, I was the commissioner. And, uh, well, now it's commissioner. Then it was executive secretary, Park Forestry and Cemetery. So I've had an affinity for trees and green space and parks and so forth. So we felt one of the great things to do as part of the celebration is to plant a number of specimen, good-sized trees around various parts of our city, pocket parks, parks cemeteries, open space areas. And with those trees, you know, tell a little story of the tree and what it, maybe some of them were native to Quincy or native to New England and et cetera, but also maybe use some of them to tell stories of the 400 years of history. You know, we have incredible stories to talk about, whether you talk about innovation and industry, whether you talk about the immigration, whether you talk about quarrying, we talk about shipbuilding, you talk about military service, public service, you name it. We had we have a million stories. I mean, there's a lot of cities and towns that would love to have a little piece, a little piece of what we have 
uh, in our heritage. So that's the that's the goal. For example, uh, Mark, uh, for those that are listening, corner of Furnaceburg Parkway in Southern Artery, the old Verk rental place, the city purchased and cleaned up the site. Now that is a perfect corner. It, it right on the edge of Marymount Park, across from Blacks Creek. That's a perfect spot for a nice heritage tree, little pocket park, and maybe tell a story at that location. So there'd be a number of locations like that around the city. We bought a home at the end of West Street, right near Brewer's Corner. And well, it's further from Brewer's Corner. It's really close to the Sly Fox and the, the park there for the granite workers. And uh, it, was, it was a house literally in the middle of street on all three sides of it. So we bought that one. That's another great location to do a heritage tree and tell the story of somebody. I, I think it's going to be a fun one. And certainly it's a great message for a younger generation about what trees mean to the environment. With all the debate about out there about climate change, the one thing that is good for the environment is planting more trees. It's very obvious. Trees contribute to our environment in a dramatic way, not to get too carried away, but they breathe in all the crap and breathe out oxygen, which, which we breathe. So uh, they provide habitat for species. They cool neighborhoods. I mean, you could go on and on about the value uh, of trees. So uh, that's an important one for sure. And then, of course, we talked about our relationship with the Ponkapog Band, Massachusetts tribe, indigenous people we call today. It was a Native American for a while, but indigenous folks, it seems to be the, the right term. And we've had a good relationship with them in the last few years. And, and for the public's purpose, to knowledge is they recognized, at least they pointed out to us, that Squaw Rock, the Hummock, and Broad Meadows, which has a new name, we're going back to the old reference that they use, Passaganesset, I believe. Uh, Passanagesset. Passanagesset. Yeah. Those are the three most sacred lands in Quincy to them. And mind you, back in the, you know, before the settlers came in the 1600s, that this was their area. They they summered in Quincy. They had farm here. They fished here. And then the winter, they went west to Walpole, Franklin, out in that area. Of course, all along the ways in the Ponset River as well. So it's very interesting stuff. And we're really, as you know, we're working hard with them to find them we found them, actually. We're going to be locating them out at Squaw Rock, which is, as I mentioned, one of the three most sacred areas, for building out there for them to call their own home, for a place to meet, place to celebrate, and to continue to tell their history. And we'll get into that more during the course of the next year. And yeah, this year, yeah. That. So, that's great. Uh, good stuff. Good mm. stuff. And of course, the, the, the other big item was the Performing Arts Center. And I know we've talked a little bit about that in the past, but as you know, Mark, when we started to talk about Quincy 400 well before the, the pandemic hit, really, and kind of screwed everything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we had citywide meetings. We had surveys. And one of the more common, most common, it, it was the most common theme, was people looking for an, a venue like what we're describing as a performing arts center. Now, some people wanted a place for the still arts. Some people, if they're performing arts, but let's call it a performing arts center that will have other amenities with it to try to address that need. I, you know, and as a city of more than 100,000 the kind of history we have, the vibrant downtown that we've created, this kind of is the missing link, that, that cultural entertainment piece in the heart of the downtown. Public wants to see it happen, and we're going to make it happen. And that's I hope right. to be in the ground next year well, for that, that. One of the things you did reference was over the years before the pandemic, again, we spent, we really reached out to, we had over thousands, a thousand, thousands of people all together, but a thousand people did a survey in the city, things that they want, all of the community meetings that we had, all of the charrettes that we had. This was the top. This was the top ticket item. Exactly, and the, and one speech. of the you know as you know you've been part of some of the discussions that we've had from experts, and we've and I know the team has gone and visited other locations. Yep. Was yep. scheduled to visit another spot to not to build a static, typical old type theater with the slope floor, etc., because you're 
really going to box yourself in for only certain types of events. So we're going to create something versatile that you'll be able to do different things. You know, if there's a comedy show, if there's a film festival, a concert, Quincy Symphony, whatever it may be, professional acts, you can Plays. you can adjust the facility to, to wherever that the needs are of that. So there'll be a flat area for standing and high tops. And, and then, of course, you can bring in the, the rounds, eight-foot rounds or whatever, and, and do a... A cabernet or whatever, a dinner and cabaret, a cabaret, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> they can have a you know, cabernet a at the cabaret. That's a well. good point. Very good point. But anyway, it, it'll, it will allow us to do a lot of different things rather than just be boxed in and the, the old sloped seating, fixed seating that you can only do certain things with. Basically, watch a show. I think it's going to be uh, exciting. And the goal is next year, 2025, to be in the ground for that performing arts center. Then it's probably an 18, probably 18 month out build out for it to, before it's opened up. But Public wants it. We're going to get it done. Fantastic. Uh, also, you know, with that, you had mentioned, of course, we will celebrate with all the pomp and pageantry that that anniversary deserves. Uh, we'll be doing that throughout 2025 as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll get into more of that as, as we go along. But my guess is we'll have everything we normally do in the course of a year will beef up and I'll have a little more flavor to it relating to our history. Yeah. And then there'll be a number of smaller events, you know, from things like perhaps a poster contest in the schools to large events, whether it's a, a special parade honoring our history, fireworks, galas, you know, all of those things are on the table now. And we'll, we're going to go over that in the coming couple of weeks, look at the calendar, work with all our department heads, see what's already in the calendar, what makes sense for dates and, and events. And, uh, and we'll start to uh, really plan out Get in, dig down on the planning and get it done, get it booked, and have a great time. And all the new things that are happening over the next couple of years that are, have been in, in the works, things that were talked about in those meetings that we've had years ago. There's uh, two new schools. One is opening this year. The next one, we're also working on the Squanum School. So that's all happening as well. It is, yeah. So the uh, the Learning Center on Old Colony Ave, named for Dr. Rick, Richard DeCristofaro, will be opening up this, this summertime for the summer programs, and then uh, September for the full school year. So that is very exciting for a lot of Quincy families, and that'll be awesome. We have a meeting next week, January 17th, in Squanum, I believe 6.30, 6 or 6.30. Check the website if you're interested. Uh, we'll be talking more about the concepts for the new Squanum Elementary School. And in the coming months, we'll be talking about perhaps plans for a West Quincy Elementary School at the old St. Mary's site. So a lot going on, a lot happening, and we're trying to keep the – the ball moving, keep working on our infrastructure and celebrating our history and, you know, making sure that uh, everybody will be involved in this. We've got a history of being a city of immigrants because it's heavily Asian American today. We'll celebrate that. We'll celebrate the Italians, the Irish, the Swedes, the Germans, all those that came this way, Albanians, I uh, could go on and on. We'll celebrate that as well. Really, when you talk about the melting pot, the whole American story, Quincy's a great model for that. You mm. really think about it. I mean, they came here from all over to Quarry. They came over to build ships. I make a living India, for their family. India's a big family. Yeah. It's um, so it. You know, we'll celebrate that heritage as well, and and uh, figure how we'll do that. A couple of things that have been in the works as well: the expansion of Pine Hill Cemetery, Wollaston. People are uh, dying to get in there. <laughs> Mount Wallison Cemetery. These are going to be beautiful things that are happening with the new roadways. I mean, all kinds of fun stuff happening in the next couple absolutely, of years. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot more work to do. And, and I know people get a little aggravated when we have disruption with roadway work, but it's it's a necessary thing. A lot of underground utilities that have to be dealt with. And then, of course, nice finished roadway when you're finished. And hopefully it doesn't have to be 
touch for a long, long time. That's the goal. Well, and maybe we'll spend a little bit of next week talking about taxes because that's another thing that um, we've been going through recently. So we'll talk about that more than we wanted to talk more about the speech and we don't have time today, but we'll do it next week. Sounds good. Talk about taxes. But also the end of your speech, several people had asked me if I could send this along to them. Mm -hmm. So uh, instead, I want to have you close with on this podcast what you closed with on your speech at the inauguration at uh, Old Town Hall the other day. Sure, I'd be glad to do that. And and to set that up, basically what I said was, look, we live in a troubled world, that uh, we're seeing things in in the world that you would never think in this day and age we would see, like Russia invading Ukraine, Hamas, of course, the invasion and terrorist acts to Israel. You go into Africa, there's thousands of Christians being killed a year. There's a lot of war, violence, inhumanity going on in the world. And I also referenced that in this nation, we're struggling to find common ground on issues to get the job done for, for our people. So in light of all that, I know people have heard of this. Everyone's heard of Mother Teresa. She's absolutely remarkable. But one of her famous prayer, I guess, and it goes like this. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful... You'll win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may shoot you. Be honest and sincere anyway. If you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it's between you and God. It never was between you and them anyway. And anyway, that's a good way to end this uh, podcast, I think. What do you think? Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks, boss. See you next time. (laughs) 